Welcome to Best Me Radio. I'm your host, Carl Hammington, and I talk to experts in many areas, including movement, psychology, nutrition, as well as other inspiring people who have done extraordinary things, all in an attempt to provide you with the information, inspiration, and tools that will empower you to step into the best version of yourself. To me, movement is freedom. Freedom to do anything you want in life and not be limited by the lack of mobility or movement and the ability to trust your body in any environment. No matter what your goal is, the ability to move well and often will be important. For example, even if your goals are cognitive in nature, we know that movement will enhance cognition, memory, and even creativity. In this episode, I talk with a movement expert about all things movement and the importance of play and how these two things can change your life for the better. Please enjoy. Hi there, my name is John Polly. Everyone calls me JP in the industry. I am here in Perth, Western Australia. Um, I work as a movement coach and a movement therapist. I also am very uh, privileged to have a a writing and and vlogging role with PTA Global. Uh, And I am an international presenter and educator. And I like like to also mentor in the industry too. So I'm uh, really lucky in that I get to explore a lot of different kind of areas um, and levels of this industry um, with uh, what skills I bring to the table. Hey, thanks for coming on, John. And uh, can I add, you are quite the comedian as well. You got a good, a good few dad jokes up your sleeve. <laughs> I try to bring that to every part of my work. If, if I'm having a uh, if I'm having a good time, I find that uh, my experience is certainly better, and, and everyone else seems to respond better too. So it keeps us in the moment. Uh, and yep. as you'll find out when I speak about play today. Um, being in the moment has all sorts of benefits also. Totally agree. Um, so I guess uh, let's kick off by um, just exploring what made you um, John JP uh, movement guru. <laughs> um, what, what, what brought you to become passionate um, and really value movement? I think I think really you could almost say that it's the passion come first and then and then yeah whatever you turn into beyond that uh, is it as, as a result of, of following that passion and, and tapping into to what's on the inside. Uh, so uh, as an example, like we, I know our focus is more about play today. So as an example, I when I started out in the industry in 07, I was working in traditional gyms. Uh, yes, I brought some humor to, to my sessions, but also I tried to make things actually more enjoyable too. So people were doing different types of movement with traditional sort of equipment. And then in 2008, this is when I was living in the UK, I was lucky enough just to go to a, a fitness conference, which was like a big thing for me because I had no idea these things existed. And then I went along to this thing and uh, had all these amazing educational experiences. And the very last session I went to on the Sunday, it was a three-day event, was a session called Games Trainers Play. And it was by who is now my friend, Ian O'Dwyer. Oh, yes. uh, so this is in Loughborough in the UK in 2008. <laughs> and he just went through a series of these different kind of drills and games and everyone's having a bit of fun. And and he just asked this question, so, so he said, could you see how these games would be absolutely great for kids and everyone's nodding their heads enthusiastically? <laughs> and then he just said, well, so can you tell me why it wouldn't be good for adults? 
And I thought, well, blow me. That's it's such an <laughs> awesome question. And, and it was like, no, I can't because it's ridiculous not to be doing this as adults too. Yeah. Uh, I went back to my to my gym and I then became that weird trainer that wasn't in the gym anymore. He was using one of the squash courts and taking balls and <laughs> things like that to the squash courts and doing whole 45-minute sessions with no equipment. And then people were telling him the next day, wow, I can really do that in my body. And, you know, so that kind of happened. So then I, I kind of explored this whole way of how do we combine these things um, to become a better client experience. But also the bottom line is I loved doing it too. So this idea of, of you know, feeding from your client, but also exploring your own interests and your own passions and then those clients that were meant to be with you would be with you. Yeah. So I don't know if I've answered that question correctly, but yep. but that's kind of where it all kind of drives from. Uh, I can relate to that 100%. Um, and I, I I also believe that, um, I don't know, as we get older, we tend to think that uh, <clears throat> movement become, uh, becomes institutionalized, like it needs to be that you know, that form of uh, punishment, you know, that we, yeah. that we do to make up for a sedentary life. Um, when, when do you think that starts to happen for people? When uh, start to lose earlier it? and earlier now, mm. uh, because, uh, 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 say, exercise become compartmentalized and institutionalized. So in other words, what it is now, it's a job that we need to fit into our day as opposed to something that is just part of what we are. Yep. So as a creature, as an yep. existence. Yeah. So, that's, so that's then what happens is your kitties are then watching that and going, oh, mm. right. So, right. So exercise is this thing. We have to go to a special place in order to do that. And in that place, we have to do a heap of movements that actually do almost at any other time in our lives uh, with equipment that we don't have around the house or, or that we see anywhere else either. Uh, so that's what exercise is. So it's a job that you fit into your day and it's maybe yeah. 45 minutes or an hour job that you have in your day. Yeah. So, you know, there's a reason that they call it playing sport. They don't call it working sport. They call it playing sport. So people play sport because they enjoy the sport. It's unusual for people who play sport they don't enjoy. Yeah. So that's a very different scenario. So they're playing sport or they're going to do their exercise. They're two very different scenarios mm. uh, in people's lives. But, so in answer to your question, it happens earlier and earlier now because kids are picking up that, yeah. that um, exercise is a job that you have to fit in. Yeah. And a lot of the time people come home saying, God, I hate doing that that thing and I hate doing that thing there, but you know, I know it's good for me. I suppose yeah. I have to do it. Uh, or they see movement just as something that they grow up with that yeah. just is happening all the time. You know, It's happening around the house. It's happening when you go to the park. And the things that we do when it comes to movement slash exercise base, actually reflect, you know, enjoyable stuff that they see happening in life and, and you know, in sport and on the TV in sport and things like that. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. That totally makes sense to me. You know, um, that happens earlier and earlier. You know, we we teach our kids through our actions. I think there's a that's a real nugget right there. And people are moving less and less and it becomes institutionalized and, something to do to make up for um, a sedentary life, which is sad. Um, I guess the next question leading from that is um, how would the 
uh, as a as a worker, as a nine to five worker, or probably more like eight to um, six worker or eight to seven worker, how do they integrate that that movement or play back into their life and start to change that relationship uh, with exercise? You know, exercise being more movement versus um, actual exercise. Does that make sense? It's a uh, it's a great question, and and I and it leads back to a, a huge concept from my point of view because you know I, my business is called Be Free, and my tagline is Be Free, Be You. Mm-hmm. But how do you be you when you don't really know you? Yeah. Because no one spends any time getting to know themselves. Mm. But the truth of the matter is, is just like so many other things in life, to tap into this area of their life, what they need to do is go. Okay, then. What do I really enjoy? You know, what what stuff did I do when I was a mm. kid that I really enjoyed? And I kind of got lost in in the moment when I was doing that. I got lost in the in the time that I was doing that. Mm. Uh, and is there stuff now that you do that? Because, um, geez, I know it's you know, it, there was a lady I mentor currently, for example. Actually, you know, she, to me, she's an inspiration because she actually acts on on what we talk about. And she said to me. When I asked her that question, uh, she's in her fifties and she goes, well, you know, I know it sounds a bit silly, but I really loved climbing trees. I'm like, okay. And then I just stared down the lens cause you know, we're online, stared down the lens. I said, so what do you think you could start doing again? Uh, and she goes, well, there's no reason why I shouldn't be doing that. I said, well, I can't think of one either. And within 24 hours, I was being sent photos of her in trees. You know, that's that's a, an amazingly cool thing. So it's a matter of going, all right, then, what is it that you love? What is it that either you can repeat or you can mimic yeah. in life? That You know, what is it that you get from that? Okay, it's being close to nature. It's uh, yeah. those climbing actions. I really like the climbing actions. Um, it's something that I can do on my own. It's yeah. almost like a time of reflection when I'm up in the tree, whatever it might be. How can we mimic those? If we can't physically do those, how can we mimic those? Or how are there other ways of getting into that um, scenario, that state um, to bring up those similar triggers? So having done all of that and having said all of that, uh, well, that's all very well, but JP, I work in an office. <laughs> Is there some way that, that I can do that? Well, yes, but I would suggest that you might need help from someone in the movement or exercise industry you know, who's you know relatively creative to say, okay, then what could I do here and there along the way that would actually get me into those states? For for me, I've got a few little um, games that I actually you know use with corporates, which which are actually where they can do stuff you know together, like you know you'll you'll get a mate together and and, yeah. and play a little game, and and in, and the way that you can. You know, if you want to, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to put it in inverted commas. The way you sell it to people, yeah, is whether you pick it that yeah. it's a, it's a it's a uh, both a health booster, but it creates uh, better cognitive abilities. So, in yeah. other words, they will be sharper and better in their work mm-hmm. as a result of doing these little games or drills. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know again whether I fully covered the question, no, but um, I enjoyed answering it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the process too. <laughs> I, I, I wonder. I don't know if you've got anything to comment on this, but I wonder if we start um, changing the language around uh, <clears throat> exercise. Is that something you've um, you've explored with your clients or with yourself? 
So yeah, actually labeling it movement versus exercise or just taking that stigma away. Uh, completely. So, I mean, ironically, I mean, I, I speak all the time in the exercise industry, but really what I speak about is how do we get more people involved in what is known as exercise but it but is actually we don't want them thinking in those terms yeah. because then it has these other connotations of it being you know hard work stuff they don't want to be doing yeah. not necessarily reflected in their life and sport that they want to pursue yeah. so yeah i'm i'm much more about okay so we're in this place and we just want to uh, do things that are physically mentally and emotionally enjoyable yeah. and we need to do more of that and the effects of that are improvements in health are improvements of strength are improvements in power are improvements in metabolic conditioning Beautiful. are improving you know cardiovascular fitness as well as brain function yeah. uh, social connection emotional connection uh, knowledge of self yeah and all those kind of things so that they're the things that i'm interested in in talking about more and more no, that's, that's great. Um, and that was going to be my next question, so you've already answered that. <laughs> but um, I guess, uh, are there any other benefits of play that people should be or could be aware of, do you think? I think that my big hobby horse with play yep. is that it's so um, it's so not taken seriously, which is, mm. you know, ironically, because play is fun and enjoyable and quite often people are laughing. Yep. Um, but there's this amazing serious side to it, which is, Hey, okay then. So, why do we do exercise? Oh, we want you know improvements in strength, improvements in power. We want improvements yes. in cardiovascular fitness. Um, we want to burn some body fat. You know, whatever those you know the reasoning behind that. That that's kind of um, that sort of surface level. Yep. I need these improvements in my life. Uh, it, it's like a, a play session or a game session somehow doesn't do that. It's like, well, what, what is it about moving quickly, getting your heart rate up? Uh, what is it that's not metabolic conditioning yeah. about that? What is it about moving in, in three dimensions? Yeah. Um, so exploring the your tissues of your body that also run in three dimensions, exploring all those different angles of force through those. What is it that's not creating yeah. physical fitness from that? Yeah. What is it by... Uh, creating a focus for your brain to be focused in a task that is both, um, uh, you know, appropriate for your level. Mm. How is that not boosting you your um, hormonal responses where you're getting things like norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins flowing into your system? What is that not doing that exercise can? Because my, my big hobby horse is, that with play, you are getting all the benefits of exercise and more. Yep. So why is it take, not taken seriously as an actual training modality for, for um, the exercise industry? It it, it just uh, forced me. Whereas most people, when I'm teaching play, I still get messages to say, oh, it was a nice little respite from from doing, you know, like the, you know, again, in very commas, the serious business of exercise. Yeah. Well, no, it is... It's not a thing to distract you from the thing. It's the thing. It is the that's thing. My, and more. That's my point. So, yeah. so I, I love talking about play and flow state, for example. 
Mm. So flow state is that place where you are functioning at it. your highest level, both you know mentally and physically. You are you are as one. Sports people talk about it all the time. Oh my god, I was in the zone. I could just see where you know my, my wife once. My wife's been a, an amazing golfer in her time, and she once said I could predict within a two foot square patch of grass where the ball was going to land. Mm. So she's been in that flow state a few times in her career when she was playing golf. Um, And it's like, okay then, so if we can find things to enter flow state, we are totally in the moment, then we get all these um, hormonal benefits, as I said, norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins. What then happens is that we function at a higher level. So we're faster, stronger, quicker. Mm -hmm. We process more quickly, more deeply. Uh, and so they're feel-good drugs at the same brain, time, so yeah. you feel great. But then it boosts your uh, creativity and turns on the learning centers of your brain. I don't understand why we're not looking at that stuff and going, holy moly, surely it's essential that we put this into our exercise regime. Not, yeah. oh, let's just play a game so it takes your mind off how awful the rest of the, rest of the time is kind of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I started to wonder, eh, like you talked about compartmentalizing before and I mm-hmm. feel like our culture is set up around compartmentalizing, uh, especially when it comes to exercise. And I wonder if this comes down to um, academic research, obviously, because all of the research uh, points to what is beneficial and what is not. But mm. you know, as we know, in order to conduct <coughs> quality research, we have to have a lot of controlled measurables. And with play, it's so three-dimensional and there's so many variables. I just wonder if it's hard to measure. Therefore, we don't have the, you know, the physical statistics to back it up. Uh, agreed. It's, it's almost impossible yeah. uh, to measure I'm sh- because, uh, again, I, I talk about this with, um, with the whole difference between evidence-based practice and practice-based evidence. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was in a lecture one time with Thomas Myers and he said, you know what, I envy, I envy my scientific buddies. Uh, and this is why when they do some science, what they can do is they factor out all the uh, variables that can possibly affect the result so that they can test one thing. All the variables are, are moved out and yeah. then their result is reliable because these other variables have been factored out. And then the moment someone walks in, through the door of my clinic, all those variables are added back in. So how, A, how useful is that piece of science? Yeah. Because it doesn't then factor in all those other variables. Um, and B, <laughs> where does that leave me? So, yeah, I, I totally get that people want to be evidence-based and you've got to, you've got to you know, and for me it takes, it, it makes me creative because it's like, oh, well, if that's true, then, Surely that could factor into these things. We haven't proved these other things, yeah, but actually, yeah. it's a fantastic notion. We know this thing; we know it's uh, proven. So yeah. that surely would mean this, this, and this. Let's test that out. Oh, this seems to be working. So then we're in this state of, okay, then this works. I can see that it works, but we haven't got a scientific paper to say that it works. But yeah. however, the fact that it works, I am happy to say that it works. So. <laughs> we're in this odd place of okay then it's fine for you to see that it works and then say yes that seems to work but we don't have scientific evidence to show that it works so how can we truly believe it mm. it's a really so that's 
practice-based evidence, not evidence-based yeah. practice. Yeah. That's it. It's what we call, you know, experience. Yeah. But people's feedback ordinarily will tell you that. And then, so the studies that have been done have been much more on, I have a greater feeling of wellness. I can tell that, you know, I, I can tell that I've, uh, I function better. I can tell that my range of movement has improved. Yeah. But without, you know, being able to go, okay, then they were subjected to this specific type of play in this specific type of way. Yeah. And by nature, play is unpredictable. Then we've got this specific result. So very, very difficult. Um, and, and that's because it's life. Yeah. Um, play reflects life. You know, life is not predictable all the way through. Beautiful. I love it. Now, um, coming back to experience, um, what is a common yeah. experience you see with, um, you know, with your clients when you introduce play into their lives? I mean, I know from my perspective, I see things uh, such as, you know, chronic inflammatory issues uh, start to dissipate. I see people um, adhere to exercise for longer periods of time and you see the classic, you know, weight loss, um, even muscle gain in some people. And obviously we observe uh, better motor patterns, but you know, what are the what are the common experiences you see um, from your clients and even um, within the fitness community when play is introduced? Um, certainly, uh, wow, it's that's a vast question. So yeah, I'll, yeah, try, yeah. I'll try and break it down into into stuff that I I, I, I really see <laughs> the most, and, and also the stuff that people just don't put again don't put enough value on, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, and, and yeah. people can choose to to accept uh, that or not. But uh, so the first thing that comes up on my list is smiles. Not It's not any of that kind of um, the really serious stuff that I really should be talking about, about physical oh, change. That's great. But so so the first thing is smiles. So in other words, enjoyment. So that, that's a big thing. So exercise adherence is massive when you have an enjoyable experience. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing a session at, Fitex, I think, called Enjoyment Guaranteed. And it's, it's about, okay, then how can we link people to the process as opposed to focusing on this end goal? Because that's so one thing, and it's at the end of a period of time. Yeah. So I think it was Peter Twist who says, you know, make sure that, that you are, are actually invested in the process, that you have wins so in good. the process as opposed to the only win being reaching the goal. Yeah. So from that point of view, if people are enjoying their time with you moving, that's a massive exercise adherence thing. But also the fact that they are enjoying it means that they are connected better to each other if there are, is more, indeed more than one person uh, that is training with you. Yeah. Or they are connected more to you, there is you, and the place in which you work. So that for me is huge yeah. because – Human connection, um, it's like Jim Carrey says, that, you know, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. And, and I'm a big believer in that too. Yeah. So for human connection, that's huge. Yeah. So now I'll get into the stuff that I know you really were, were trying to get at. No, that's I, I honestly, I think I totally agree with that. I think that's yeah. totally undervalued and it's missing um, in society. So, uh, and by the way, just, just as a FYI, it may be that that, that for many people is the only truly connected time that they have in their week, which I know is, is a kind of a, a, an indictment on the way we live today, but truly sometimes that's the only time they actually mm. feel that, that level of connection, you know, you know, beyond, you know, hugging their partner. 
So from that point of view, to, to be invested just in that whole experience and that whole experience to be so enjoyable, but also for them to know underlying that there are health benefits of, you know, I, I know cardiovascular fitness, I, that's the biggest thing that I see when, when we have a play is the change in everyone's cardiovascular fitness. Everyone improves. And, and, and incidentally, <laughs> that's kind of a useful health marker. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, their ability to do maybe do the same thing for longer or indeed their ability to do the same thing at a much higher intensity over time. Mm. And how do I measure that? Well, we, we play the same games, but not all the time. We, you know, games are varied all, all the time, but when we return to a game, you are like, wow, look yeah. at the change in that. Yeah. Then you, like you say, the motor coordination is, is also a big one to actually start using your body. Man, it, Kids aren't learning how to do cross body patterns and things like that at the moment. Yeah. So, so we get to adulthood, and, and some people have what I call physical dyslexia. You know, it's this, it's this. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a genuine thing yeah. where people see something, uh, and then they translate it in their body, and and they think that they're doing it, but what you see is a completely different movement pattern. Yeah. Um, so again, to practice lots of different types of movement pattern, yeah, and become more um, cognizant of your body and its movements. That over time, if you want to get into health outcomes, you know things like Alzheimer's. Yeah. People who exercise regularly, number one, they've already reduced their their chance of getting Alzheimer's by fifty percent. Yeah. But then, if you can bring in these cognitive challenges, totally. which aren't challenges because it's just play. Yeah, um, so bringing those cognitive challenges, their brains are going to be working a whole heap better as well. Yeah. But sure, I see changes in strength. Um, sure, I see reductions in body fat. Um, but 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 probably the top ones is obviously the social connection, yeah. uh, exercise adherence, and then the cardiovascular fitness. They're the they're the things that I see that's more great. when it comes to play. Oh, that's great. Um, it's interesting exploring that um, you know the play realm with people. And, you know, before they know it, they're actually quite coordinated and good at certain certain skills. Um, for example, I've had a client who uh, made me aware of it recently. Um, we were kicking a football around and he stopped and he said, you know, I never did this at school because I, also, I always thought that I was just terrible at sport. So I never did it. Obviously, there's a certain, you know, social anxiety around these things and people's relationships, even with playing um, were tarnished at school because of the you know the assessment side of things and the yeah you know the social comparison. But you take them out of that and you start again, and it's really interesting to see where people can get to. Um, when they talk about uh, I I've talked about flow state a little bit, and I very much see players as a way of you know entering flow state. Yeah, and they talk about having a goal, it being a challenge enjoyable but also appropriate to skill level yeah so as you can imagine if you choose games that are beyond people's capabilities all that leads to is anxiety they're not going to enter flow state they're not going to be in the moment yeah. where you know you want people in the moment because you don't at that point in time if, if i've got if someone likes playing with a ball what they're focused on is the ball they're not they're not at that point yeah. they are not thinking about what's for dinner you know how um, little enemies getting on at school yeah. How many Facebook likes the the you know, their last post got? They're not in that zone. They are totally with you in yeah. that moment. They're they're focused on the ball or, or a balloon or whatever it might be, and 
they're they're after that task and they're in the moment. It's the most amazing mm-hmm. thing to be is in the moment. Yeah. But they won't be in the moment if the skill level is too high, required yeah. is too high, or they don't have a goal, they don't understand why, what they're meant to be doing or anything like that. So yeah. you were saying, you know, this guy, he's never done this at school and he's got this anxiety around not being able to do it because he just wasn't up to the standard. Yeah. And that's that's where, you know, if you want to be skillful as a practitioner of movement is you have to tap into, hey, what is your movement personality? What things have you done in the past that you've mm. enjoyed? Where are your anxieties around things? So that you can pitch it at exactly the right level so yeah. that they can, you know, enter that play flow state. Yeah. Great at exposure, I think. As, as yeah. No, I think you're right. He actually, I'm sorry, I didn't uh, explain that very well, but he actually stopped because he was doing it so well and he was so happy to be able to do it so well. And he stopped me and said, wow, this is, you know, completely different. I just thought I'd never be able to do this. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. So skill levels went up as yeah. a result of a playing, of right? Yeah. It was great. Who knew, hey? Who'd Who think, knew? Who knew? Who thought that using your body in that way would actually improve skill levels yeah. too? So I've got a, um, an interesting question. So for the listeners out there, um, yeah, have you got any tools or techniques or even any questions that pe- people can have um, if they were to try and find their their movement flavor or their um, their form of joyful movement? Yeah. So first of all, it's really think about what you've enjoyed that involves movement in the past. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a kind of like an easy one, but it may take some time to think of because, uh, I had, um, I had a lady recently and we, you know, I knew she loved playing basketball in the past, for example, I think I put a video out about this on Facebook too. And, and I realized that, um, we could mimic that with, uh, in a really fun way with a football and a giant hoop. (laughs) So we were, we were messing around shooting hoops with a football, uh, So it's a matter of of going, okay, then look at what have you loved doing in the past. And it might be, I love, I don't know, I love climbing up a a grass bank and rolling down it on a um, so roly-poly style. (laughs) Or I might, you know, I like climbing trees. I really love kicking the ball with my my dad. I loved when I used to go to gymnastics. I loved when I used to go to dance class. I loved when I used to go to judo. There are there will be things somewhere. Hopefully, there is a history somewhere of of childhood or young person yeah. movement that you can tap into and go. Okay, then what might be either you could start that again, or what might be the thing that can reflect all of the things that you enjoy from that. So, question number two is: What was it about that that I enjoyed? Yeah, because then there may be heaps of other things that you can then tap into and go, oh, it was the, these were the elements that I really got from that. Well, what else is out there that has those elements to it too? Yeah. So that's the first thing. Now, it may be that you don't really have that history or maybe that you don't have access to that thing. So then uh, it's a matter of, of actually exploring. You have to be um, fairly you know, proactive about it and go, okay, then what's out there? Yeah. What appeals? Not – there's an exercise class locally to me. I'm just going to do that because how do you, how do you know that you know that that's the thing for you? Look at what that exercise class offers. Look at what else is out there. There's a that we are have a glut of information available to us now with Google. Yep. So from that point of view, 
what is out there. And uh, man, I never thought I'd be doing, you know, for me, like animal flow, for goodness sake. I'm, I'm, I, I love animal flow, but yeah. hey, I may not be brilliant at it, yeah. but it, I've, I've got uh, enough skill to be able to do that and it explores all the it, it totally appeals to my oh, um yeah. my brain my my you know because you know it's all about you know creating length tension using your whole body it's yeah. three-dimensional but then who knew that crawling around on the floor would be so much fun yeah. but that obviously taps into something primal in me as well that yeah. that i really love but i've come across it because i've been have kept my mind open and i've tried lots of new things and that that the bottom line is is that Put your ego to one side and try lots of things. That's yeah. the that's the big um, big one at the end of the day. No, I think um, there's there's so much so much gold in what you just said um, right then, and I can't agree with you more. Now, um, how does play physically manifest in your life? You know, I know you're a father, um, you know you're a, you're an active man in the uh, in the industry as well. So how did? Yeah. I, I mean, you can see it on your page. I love seeing it, and I was about to say. I love your expression of animal flow. You just make it so much fun. The video you posted yesterday was great where you sort of crawled up onto a seat. Yeah. It was fantastic. There, there's, I think there's fun in everything really that it's just, you, you, you need to kind of look for it. So, uh, and, and again, I'm people, yeah, it, it's been commented in, in the past that, you know, if I want to be taken seriously in the industry, that maybe, you know, I have to cut back on a few of the jokes and no. and make sure that, you know, the, the real kind of the point gets across and not, not be seen as just this court jester. Um, <laughs> and and I, I'm, I get where they're coming from with that. But at the same time, you know, if, if I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't be reflecting me authentically. So that's number one. But number two, if it gets a message across and it, it, it creates a change and a, and a goal and, and an enhancement in other people, then I'm going to stick with that. So yeah. yes, I try to make things more fun and uh, it doesn't mean that everything has to be fun. You know, it, it, it's, that's fine. I get that. But if it's fun and those people that it's for more importantly, actually respond well to making things fun, yeah. then I'm going to do that. If yeah. they're not those types of people, because we get more traditional-minded personalities that, that actually what they want is what's enjoyable for them is sets and reps and, a, yeah. and an end goal and let's and just focus on that and do yeah. do that serious work of training. I can do that too. Yeah. But, you know, as an example, you know, like you say, you mentioned the video the other day, I did some animal flow that ended up with, with you know, we did a coordinated one with my animal flow instructor. We did a coordinated piece that ended up with us sitting there crossing our legs and staring down the lens, um, <laughs> having done a little animal flow piece because everything can, can be made um, a little bit of fun. How does it manifest in my life? I try to put fun into as many things as possible because um, I'm a playful person. I'm a, I'm mm. a, so... In July, I just finished this whole series of, of uh, Playful July where we did something playful every single day for the month of July and put a video out upon, uh, on the Be Free Facebook page. And everyone's responded to that and started contributing it to, them, to themselves as well. Yeah. It creates interest and more movement and, and uh, real engagement. Okay. But if I put you know yet another deadlift video up there um which incidentally i've never done but i've i've seen a lot of deadlift videos yeah, so i i'm okay i know what deadlifts look like and, I, and i'm and i've seen lots of them and i don't really need to see another deadlift video i apologize to people who 
about to post their deadlift video, by the way. <laughs> um, but you know, it, do you see what I mean? It's, it's I think it's worth following. Give me a, just give me a new angle on that. That's yeah. that's the thing. That's by the way my brain works. Yeah. So I have three kids, um, five, three, and nearly two years old. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunities. So we do uh, we go to the park fairly regularly, but in the house we've got our own little games that we play. And just as an example, um, I have this game called Bum Tag that I get people to do. Um, at the studio and, and indeed at conferences yeah. um, and I did it on the <laughs> New Zealand 10 day tour everyone played uh, everyone got to experience uh, this game bump tag yeah. and we're doing a version of that in my house at the moment every night my my, my daughter it just sounds so wrong this does but my daughter <laughs> says to me I want to play the bum game and what, what it basically means is we chase each other around the house and we have to tap tap the other one on the bum or yeah. you know if you can get to another room and then sit on your bum then the person has to cover their eyes whilst you then run to another place. And it's kind of like hide and seek slash bum tag combined. Brilliant. And honestly, if I allowed it, it would go on all night. But yeah, So we so have good. to, it's one of those things that we all join in. And before you know it, the 22 month old is kind of chasing, chasing oh, after us. He has so no good. idea what's going on, but he just finds it, you know, hilarious to be yeah. running around the house, but there's, there's always little games. And then I, I might be, they might be sitting at the dining table having some breakfast and I'll just uh, walk across the doorway yeah. uh, strangely and then I'll jump out uh, in front of them doing a, you know, maybe a star jump and then I'll spin around across the doorway and there's just these laughter coming out, <laughs> out of the room as I do all these ridiculous things. But it's, again, it's using my body in lots of different ways for a great outcome for their yeah, kind of, you know, their mental and emotional well-being. And I'm using my body in new ways. Yeah. This is the way you can, you know, put movement into your life and, and it be both beneficial for you, you know, yeah. physically, but also you got your all your emotional connections and engaging other people. So yeah. of yeah. course those little ones then are seeing that this is an enjoyable thing to do. So right. of course they then want to want to kind of indulge uh, uh, in different things and say, Look at me, Dad, I'm gonna do this. Isn't this funny? <laughs> I love it, and I encourage all the listeners to to have a go at bum tag. <laughs> now, before we um before we wrap up, um, there were a few listener questions, but most of them have been covered actually, except for one. Yeah. Um, from Michael, and he said, uh, "JP is a man of many movements. Um, ask him this: if he could have an animal movement superpower, which would he have, and why?" <laughs> uh, wow, that's a really tough one. Uh, I- I, for me, I'm still exploring, you know, for me, the, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate physical human capability is to have ultimate strength at ultimate end range. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, you know, as a 48 year old man, my mobility is uh, so far way beyond what it was when I was a 28 year old man. Yeah because I've indulged in, you know, this three-dimensional kind of system of movement that, yeah. that I love. Uh, so, yes, I'm, I can get into deep positions, but I can't comfortably get into end range positions okay. and be strong in those end range positions. So, yeah. for me, I don't know whether there would be an animal movement that would reflect that, but basically if I could move as well as animals move, uh, that would be the ultimate thing for me to be able to kind of do that well, that yeah. stuff, and whether that's reflected in in uh, you know animal flow or, or just being able to do lots of different things and 
and actually have that ability to do what you see in Cirque du Soleil and what you see, mm-hmm. you know, people like Mike Fitch doing, yeah. that would be an amazing feeling. And ironically, I, I don't know if Michael is, has a sixth sense about this. I've actually dreamt about this stuff. Oh, I've wow. dreamt about, you know, just dropping down into a, into a, you know, deep eight position being fully comfortable and then just moving my body really incredibly strongly through end range motions um, in in any direction, just to be able to be a physical expression yeah. of of a feeling would be amazing. Well, that was a fantastic question. Uh, sorry, answer to what I thought was a, yeah. a you know humorous question. <laughs> well done. Um, now the final question. So, if there was one or two things you could impart uh, to the listeners, uh, yeah, maybe to encourage them to be more playful and to step into a better version of themselves. Uh, yeah. What would it be? Um, number one would be um, put your ego to one side. Uh, I think we allow our ourselves to get in the way of having fun sometimes because we worry about what other people might think. Uh, so for me, I say put that to one side and go, what is truly enjoyable to you? What truly would you love to do right now? And uh, because there's always going to be people that disapprove of whatever it is you do or say. So that's a given and that won't change whether you do it or you don't do it. So just go with it. And as you said, I've got a series of like a, I don't, I don't even know what they're going to be sometimes, but dad jokes seem to just flow out. of (laughs) So some people aren't going to enjoy the dad jokes. Some people are, but overwhelming majority tend, tend to go, okay, then he's just being himself. It's fine. Let's, let's, you know, let's tolerate him. Um, yeah. <laughs> but just put your ego to one side and just do that thing because, you know, the worst that can happen is you might have some fun, yeah? And if there's people out there that seem to be quite critical of that, then probably not the people that should be in your life or that you should be listening to, you know, mm-hmm. to listen to the negative voices in your life and not the positive voice in your life is a strange place to be. So no, you know, those, those ne- that negativity shouldn't be something you focus on and allow to control your thoughts and actions. That's something that is to be ignored and thrown into the rubbish bin. Brilliant. So ego to one side would be uh, a massive one. Uh, number two would be uh, linked to that, which is uh, just be brave. Uh, actually have that courage to do things that truly reflect who you are on the inside. So do things on the outside to reflect who you truly are on the inside. And that, by the way, is a motto for life, not just for That's how to become more playful. Yeah. And it's been reflected in, um, you know, what Grant Susalu um, talked about with the multiple brain integration technique. So, you know, the highest expression of the gut is courage. Um, and that's one thing I think that a lot of people these days, um, you know, struggle to um, really, really investigate and explore. Absolutely, and um, I guess seek help. Really, if, if it's if it's if it's stuff that you struggle with, seek help, whether it be from a movement person or someone, a mindset coach, or something like that. Or you know, there are people out there that do both. Yeah. Uh, then then seek help because uh, man, I love helping people with with that stuff. Yeah. It's just it's totally what I I I um, you know, enjoy or get off on. I'm, I, I enter flow state when I'm in a client session, whether it be a mindset session or a, or a physical session. That's the way I enter mm-hmm. flow state. So it's a, it's a hugely 
uh, important thing to reach out and get help if you feel that you're just lost in that stuff. Yes, brilliant. JP, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been good fun, very playful. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. There was just so much gold in that, and I can't wait to dissect it and uh, <laughs> compartmentalize everything and then <laughs> distribute. No, it's, uh, it's been great, and I think um, your values really came through and your playfulness really came through, and I can't wait to share that with everyone. So thanks again. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for the opportunity, Carl. I've had a wonderful time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.